Stress, anxiety, and depression are skyrocketing among children and teens. And Cook Children's Healthcare System is on a mission to bring these topics into the light. I'm Winnie King. And I'm Dr. Kristen Perch. If you have kiddos in the room, now is the time to put on those headphones. Some of the topics we'll be discussing will not be suited for young ears. This is Raising Joy. Hello, welcome back to Raising Joy. We're officially trademarked. What? <laughs> I got that email and I was like, what? We're officially are we, trademarked Are we big now. time? Are we big time now? We, we're, I, we have stepped up a notch. <laughs> I'm Winnie King <laughs> from Cook Children's. And I'm Kristen Perch. I'm a child psychiatrist at Cook, too. Yeah, yeah. We, we're, that, I was like, okay, okay. I know. I Yeah, I, I didn't know it was happening. And then I was like, oh, gosh, now I like kind of need to get it together. Like, yeah. I need to do better at my job <laughs> of talking. I really did. I was like, oh, God. We got to take this to another level. Yeah. Oh, my I'm like, gosh. Cook says it's serious. Yeah. I, I got yeah. to get We're it right. We're doing this now. Uh, but I'll tell you what's doing outside right now is mm. the heat. Good gosh from heaven. Okay, really? Just I know. Like from 60 to 95? Over, overnight. Literally overnight. I mean, this is what we're doing. I know. And it's all, it's humid. Yeah. Again. I, you know, so summer's coming. It's all, well, summer's here. <laughs> <laughs> it has arrived. Uh-huh. So what do you have up for the summer? Um, <laughs> it's every parent's nightmare um, because we get to plan something for our kids, or I guess every working parents. I'm sure it's every stay-at-home parents uh, nightmare too, but yeah. trying to figure out what we're going to do with these kids. Yeah. So um, I'm sure lots of parents know they're exactly 11 weeks in the summer, and uh-huh. I have Cause you've counted. I because because I have to have a camp or okay. something for okay. my oldest to do. Okay, every week, every single every single week because I am a little worried that if I put her in one place, she's gonna get bored and complain about it, and then I'm worried that if she's just at home with me, then she's just gonna be on the tablet while I'm working, and then you know a lot complaining of complaining about that too. Exactly. So I'm bored. We're gonna keep her busy. Wow! But how how busy is it for you to have to find camps for every? There's a week? spreadsheet. There's a calendar. Oh my god! It, yeah, it's it's a lot. This is different. When when I was a kid, my parents just said, "Okay, there you go." Yeah. Best of luck. Yeah. Have fun. <laughs> Snacks are on the counter. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Let the water hose go for a little bit before you drink because it's it's hot. <laughs> Get the mosquitoes out. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. Well, I know this year I'm going on a vacation. I haven't been anywhere <gasps> in three years. Do tell. I'm not kidding. I'm, since the pandemic, I haven't been anywhere. I came back from South Africa the week before everything shut down. Whoa. And and I haven't been anywhere since. <laughs> so, Where are you going? Um, going to um, Montreal for a little while, then going to uh, London and then to Paris and then coming back home. Wow, I think you're really smart for going north. Yeah, so a it's not because a lot of people go to the beach, but it's just you're going somewhere where it's hotter. Yeah, doesn't make know, a ton of sense. Yeah, to I'm me. not. I'm not trying to do that. So we'll, <laughs> we'll go for a little while, and then we'll go to London and Paris, and and I'm going with my sister. We're gonna have fun. We're yes. gonna have fun. I'm really excited. That would be amazing. I'm so jealous. Take me with you. Just stick me in your suitcase. Give me yeah. a straw. We need a camp. And I got it. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. This camp. is my camp. Uh, I know. Where are they? Why aren't they planning me, yeah, my I activities? I know. So, I know. yes, I'm it's just going to go on vacation with you. Right. You're welcome to come. <laughs> You're welcome to come. <laughs> You're the best. <laughs> well, today we're going to talk about self-care. Hey, this is a nice this segue. This is it, baby. That just is like it. we planned it. Yeah. Um, for parents, specifically those with... Um, 
kiddos with complex medical issues. Mm-hmm. Our guest, Mallory Odalisi. Hey. <laughs> Who is a mother of two and a member of our Family Advisory Council at Cook Children's Medical Center. Mallory, thank you so much for joining us. Did I say it right? Yes. Okay, thank you. You did I a great job. It. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's start with your story. How did you become involved at Cook Children's? Um, the way I became involved at Cook Children's was in 2020. Um, my daughter had challenges with her liver. Uh, so uh, I noticed her eyes were yellow. So I called her primary, well, her pediatrician, sorry. And once they took the blood work and everything, they sent us straight to Cook Children's. And they was like, y'all need to go to the emergency room. So me and get my out of like, here. What? Yeah. Oh, no. So um, we get there and she's admitted and we get through that season. You know, she progressed over time. And then we learned that she had um, she had been diagnosed with aplastic anemia. Mm. And I was like, What? Is going on because you know we were you know experiencing the pandemic you know stay at home you know school all of that um and after that happened uh we started the process getting blood work done and um my son was a perfect match oh, right wow. so um and i'll just tell a quick story about that whenever we um were letting him know what he was going to do. And the nurses were like, do you know what you're going to do for your sister? And he was like, well, I'm going to give her my superpower so that she can develop her own superpower. Tears. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you, I cried a lot. That was a season. My tear ducts were working over time. Um, But um, shortly after that, we were admitted and we started the process of her getting a bone marrow transplant. And, you know, it's a season and... um, we what got us through that was the help of, you know, the doctors and nurses and staff. Everyone there was so supportive and our family and me and my husband and just making space for ourselves mentally and physically. And um, then shortly after that, I was contacted um, because I was recommended by Lindsay from H.O. Hey, Lindsay. I'm not sure. <laughs> we'll make sure um, she does. Okay. For the Family um, Advisory Council at the Medical Center. And I. Um, I went through that, and ever since, I've been able to contribute and use my voice and help out in any way that I can because I knew in that season I needed that. So here we are. Mm. I'm a part of the Cook Children's family. Yeah. You are. Mm. You, can't, you can't get rid of us. Yeah. No, you can't get rid of me. Yeah. <laughs> Not we would never want to. So what? what is the Family Advisory Council? Like, what What kind of things do you guys give advice on? Like, what? what how does that go down? Uh, so Family Advisory Council is so legit. I love it. Um, they definitely focus on the voice of the parents and how mm-hmm. they can partner with us. Yes. Which I think is so mindful and intentional. And when they ask us questions, they really want to know what we think. And they'll yes. sit there and wait. Like Vicky will sit there and wait for you to answer, like, hey, what do you think about this? And I think that's so important because um, we're there to give the children um, our children the best experience and get them all the help and support that they need. Mm-hmm. Um, and ever since I've been there, that's the biggest part that stood out for me. Um, they're just making space for parents and how they can help us and how we can support, you know, the doctors and nurses and staff as well. And I think that's so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a lot of what we've been doing lately. Just making big old plans. Mm, I, love I love that. It. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I'm and here for it. And it's because kids don't get well. Like they like parents have to be well to help their kids. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Very so, true. So if you're not supporting the family, 
it affects patient care. It affects right. relationships. I mean, it affects everything. Yeah. yeah. You know? There are many moving parts to, mm-hmm. you know, that journey. So I'm appreciative of that. Yeah, I tell people all the time, um, the kids don't come unless they have an entourage. And they usually yes. have an entourage. Right. You know, there, there's a mom, a dad, a grandma, a sister, a brother. How old mm-hmm. was your, your son when he was giving his superpowers? Oh, my God. He was seven. Oh, wow. Yeah, she was five, turning six. Oh, my oh. God. He was seven. Yeah. Oh. The guy is the coolest kid I've ever met in my life. I mean, besides my daughter. The okay. coolest boy. Okay. Okay, we'll say that because my <laughs> daughter would come get me. Um, <laughs> but he was so brave. He was so incredibly bla- so brave. Sweet. And I feel like our children teach us as adults, like, um, how it's, how we get caught up as adults in adulting and yeah. life. And, yeah. you know, I feel like life you know, coming out of undergrad and being an adult and wife and mom, life could, like, pushed and shoved me into this box. And what I'm learning from my children is, like, you can be big Mm. and you can be brave and courageous and your authentic self. And I feel like in that season, they taught us a lot. Me and my husband are like, wow, they're like our little mirrors. But that's because you paid attention. Right. You know, like, you're mindful of that, right? Right. Like, that they're there to teach us all the time. But, yeah, but y'all were mindful. Like, y'all, that's awesome. Thanks. That's, That's really, really cool. Yeah, yeah, we learned a lot. How long did you go through that season with her and the bone marrow transplant and coming in and out of that? Man, so if we start from when everything started with her liver, that was in 2020, so fall 20, of 2020. Okay. Um, Up until now, and she's doing really great. She's recovering great. But, you know, it's been a journey. Yeah. Oh, my That's goodness. That's a long time. Yeah. Especially, I think, in these three years, right? Right, right. Because... Back whenever the pandemic hit, there were no visitors. Mm-hmm. Like it was one person at a time because, Ooh. and then you're on the bone marrow unit. Right. Where Ooh. we have kids, to be extra careful. Right. It's whenever we had appointments, we played it right because they were um, they were doing school at home. So we could pack up all the iPads and the laptops in the car. And my husband would park at the, at the fifth floor. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And we would alternate. We were using FaceTime during appointments. So wow. we made it work. Um, but it was, you know, Takes we a- had to figure it out. We had to figure it out and take it a day at a time for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, yeah. What sort of challenges have you run up against parenting a kid with complex medical issues? Uh, well, being, when I became a mother, I immediately knew. I said, oh, my God, I'm accountable for you. <laughs> right. <laughs> I was holding my son. I was like, oh, my gosh, I have a human. And I have to take care of this human. Um, so as a parent, I'm already like, I'm a bit of a helicopter mom. I'm going to throw it out there. I'm working on it. But <laughs> whenever we were faced with those challenges and, you know, uh, going through that season, I really learned that I did not have control. Mm. Of anything, mm. and you know, you know these things, right? Yes, As a human but you being, don't believe it. You know but it, you but don't you don't want to believe it. it. <laughs> you don't believe it. <laughs> but in that season, I was like, "Oh my goodness! Like this can go any which way." And as much as I try to fix things or be ahead of the game and be proactive, I still don't have control over what happens. Um, and it's regarding your kid. Yeah, no. And then and, that, so that's an extra level of like that's a whole nother screaming. Level. I had I like definitely yeah. I definitely me and my husband were like what is like we really had to I think that was a growing season for sure mm-hmm. in so many ways. 
for all of us, right? As a unit, individually, for my marriage, mm-hmm. for my relationship with, with my children. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just really learned. That was my biggest challenge. I was like, I have no control over this. And I really have to take this a moment at a time. But I really bossed up. And I was like, all right, what is it that we need to do? What What can I help with? Um, and that's really when I mm-hmm. tapped into my mental health. I was like, okay, girl, we got to get it together up here mm-hmm. because the world is happening, life is happening. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to be there for my baby girl and my son. Mm-hmm. like, And for my husband, we were, I can go on and on about this, but I think that was the biggest challenge, just learning like life is happening. You can't control it. You can only do what you can right now in the present. You can't go back. You can't go to the future and change anything. You can't do anything in advance. You have to be in the moment. You have to be present. You have to be in the moment. Exactly. So it was just like I was taking it a moment at a time. Yeah. Did all of that Mm -hmm. color, though, the relationship you have with your doctors and the nurses? Because to some degree, they they don't have control either, really. Right. But but to some degree, they have a knowledge and an mm-hmm. ability and a skill mm-hmm. that you have to tap in and believe in and right. trust. Right. Right. Oh, so when we were admitted the first time in um for her liver in the GI department, I didn't know that was my first encounter, like emergency room, being admitted to the hospital with my children. So um that was my learning curve. Like I knew when I came back after when she was diagnosed with aplastic anemia, I knew from that experience, I was like, this is what we need. Because mm-hmm. at that point, this was the the second round with the same moment, mm-hmm. that that moment where I just feel like it was like out of body. Like my whole body was just like, you know when you uh, have a frightening moment and you feel it in your body? Mm-hmm. Yes. It was the second time. So I was like, all right, we're doing this again. Okay, all right. Let me gather my thoughts. And I knew I was like, when the nurse asked me, let us know if you need anything, I said, I need to know, I need to know as soon as the results get back, I need to know when this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. I needed open communication mm-hmm. because as a parent, I can sit in this room all day and like Google, which I <laughs> you, definitely yeah. try my best not to do, but uh-huh. it happened. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And these stories, mm-hmm. uh, make up these stories in my head and I just, I'm just in a panic. So my biggest ask when I got back there I was like, I need to know step by step how this is working and what to expect from here. Communicate. I needed communication. That was the biggest thing. I needed to know the numbers. What does this mean? I was asking questions Mm -hmm. like. Talk to me like I'm a five-year-old. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And they were so patient with us. And with that, like, they were holding space for us to to learn about what was going on with her. Um, And they were also very... Um, intentional with like making sure Emory, Emory was comfortable um, as well. So that definitely built a level of trust for us um, with their patients and them being transparent and reminding us like we're partners in this mm-hmm. okay. and we're going to work together to give her the best care. Um, and I was like, wow, because um, I didn't see it that way. Like you're the expert. So you tell me what You to let do. me know what's, what's going to go down. Yeah. yeah. And they made sure that I was knowledgeable was of what was going on and I was okay with it. Cause they were like, you could, you could decide against it. You can get a second opinion, whatever you want, but this is what we see. This is what we recommend. And 
Yeah, we just kept that same communication the entire time. Mm. Yeah. But you have to have that like open communication, trust. Yeah. yeah. And then them empowering you to be able to make the best decision. Right. Or else you're going to disengage. You're going to be like it. it Angry. Will affect. Yes. <laughs> Angry. And, and, and it sabotage everything. Yeah. Right. And yeah. that's out of like, you know, the fear. Like, yes. What's going on? I have no control of what's happening. I don't know what y'all are saying. Mm-hmm. What are these terms? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. it's a different saying? language. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In like, yeah. And my husband, he was the 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 point of contact when it comes to like testing and results and blood work and things like that. Mm-hmm. He was really good about that. So that's when we learned okay. what we were good at. Who, who's got the role? What right. role are you we playing? We knew what role we okay. played, okay. which that's was great. extremely helpful. That's and good. we learned in that aspect, we learned like his high points or his um strengths his strengths mm-hmm. right and my strengths mm-hmm. i'm going to make sure amy's good i'm going to decorate i'm going to make sure she has a white blanket <laughs> i'm going to make sure Toys. kai like i'm going to give kai the pep talk yeah. when we go in for the blood work i'm yeah. going to give kai the pep talk when he comes back to you know get his blood drawn again for the procedure like clothing packing what we're eating all of that was my okay. my thing okay. and kevin was like okay you know i saw the results come in on the app um, I'm going to send some questions. Like, mm-hmm. it was the teamwork in that, too, that helped us through that season and just knowing what our strengths were. That's good. Yeah. That's really it was good. it was cool. I think the way that you guys have handled the experience mm-hmm. says a lot about your relationship because mm. the divorce rate for parents of kiddos with chronic medical issues is sky high. What? I did not know that. Yes. Wow. Because it's so stressful. And then people, they deal with it in different ways. Mm, And then it kind of like breaks down communication and things Mm -hmm. like that. Or maybe they disagree about something and it involves their kids. So um, anyway, I think it's incredible. Like y'all's relationship is amazing. It really makes, it clearly works. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So, so tell us how did you take care of yourself and you and your husband take care of yourselves? Mm Mm-hmm. During that time, because you do have to be mindful about your mental and emotional health. Yeah, um, a lot of it is what we were consuming from food to like music and all the things. Really? Um, Yeah, we were. I'm telling you, that season was we really stepped it up. Like we knew that we couldn't operate the same way in that space. Mm. Like we really had to level up. Level up. I was gonna for say, real. Level like up. <laughs> truly. So we knew we we had a conversation and we were like, all right, our physical and mental health has to be priority. Wow. For real. And my husband's legit too. Like, cause he was down. He, cause he could have easily been like, what? Well, yeah. Take care of yourself. Like this is not the time yeah. for that, right? But we knew in order for us to show up and to be able to manage that, you know, the stress. And the uncertainty of that time, we knew we had to pour into ourselves. So mental health, physical health, we would take walks. We would um, switch out and, like, he would come up to the room because he was at the Ronald McDonald. And we were both working remotely. So I was able to get work done. And I honestly, like, closed my books for that season. But he still had to work. So he would take his calls, like— in the hospital somewhere, or he would take it at the Ronald McDonald, and we would switch out. Mm. And um, uh, he was like, go take a walk, get some vitamin D, go work out. We picked up so many different things in terms of our physical health. 
um, a friend of ours, um, he introduced us to the Beamer. So it's, um, I forget the term, but it helps with like blood flow in your body. Um, it, it helps with sleep. It helps with stress, manage stress and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm pretty open to like trying new things. And I was down because I was like, <laughs> this could probably work for me. Yeah. Um, and it, it was extremely helpful and we also picked up the rebounder. So it's like a small trampoline and the G-Force helps with your body's, you know, blood flow. And it helps with like um, uh, metabolism. So we really like kicked it up a notch. I'm, wow. not, I'm not even kidding. But we would already work at work out at home because, you know, going through the pandemic, we couldn't go to the gyms. Mm-hmm, we couldn't, mm-hmm, you know, have mm-hmm. trainers and things like that. So we kept that going. Um, what we were eating was important to us because, I mean... I was just talking about this earlier, cheese and all this stuff like that. That is not the best choice for me, although okay. it tastes extremely Good. delicious. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what we were eating, um, having conversations with each other, being vulnerable, being honest and transparent um, and leaning into our support system. Mm. We did so many things mm. um, and we learned how we had a village like from Cook Children's to my family in San Antonio, his family here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Um, the community we had really helped us through that season too. So there's mm. so many parts, but I don't even think I touched all of it. Wow. <laughs> but, wow. but it, yeah, yeah, you were really intentional. Yeah, we were very we intentional. Because we were already on, you know, that path, being at home full time um, with the children, um, teaching, like teaching them, Pretty much like I changed my studio into a classroom because they had to, you know, do school at home. And we realized how much of that was heavy on us. And we like we started to lean into it. But when everything went down with Emery's liver and Kyson having to be the donor and us going through this season as parents, we knew we were like, okay, you know, we've really got to take this up a notch. And it really helped out. Like. For real. I think sometimes parents get a little nervous. Like you like I you see them in the hospital, mm-hmm. they're afraid to leave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, oh. and and nurses are like, I need you to go home and take a shower and get some sleep. <laughs> Please take like, a shower. I have my mom. Look, I'm not even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna lie. I was probably that at the beginning. I was like, I'm not leaving this room. I'm not going anywhere. Delivery. Hey, you're go, scared. Get, go get the food. I'll be right here. Because you're petrified. You know, yeah. I just felt like anything could go down. So and, anytime. And then and then also I think do people was there ever any guilt? Like did you ever cuz I think some parents struggle with that, right? Like yeah. if like there's only 24 hours in the day. Mm-hmm. So if I'm taking this walk or if I'm going to work out, that's 20 minutes I don't or you know an hour I don't have with my daughter. Like right. how'd you work through that? Um I think initially we felt guilty about leaving the room, but my husband was there and I trusted that if anything happened, I he, he would handle it, and you know I would just run back full force, mm-hmm. like I was ready. Get so your steps in. right, <laughs> <laughs> um, and I made we made sure we stayed close too, and we were we really had guilt with Kyson. He was at home with my mom, and we weren't home with him um, at night. We he Kevin stayed at the Ronald McDonald location, and I stayed in the room where. We would alternate. And sometimes we would stay home with Kyson, but 
He was alone. Well, he was with my mom. I mean, he was having the time of and his I life. I was gonna say, eating <laughs> popsicles trust for dinner. Me, yeah. You know, the whole nine, right? <laughs> he was fine. Right, he but fun. he would be like, "When are you coming home? And yeah. When are y'all gonna yeah. come back and see me? When is okay. Daddy coming back?" So we had that guilt because. I mean, while we're going through this season, the kids are too. This is out of routine. Like, and, you know, they had their moments of, you know, fear and questioning what was going on. So we had that guilt, you know, having him at home. And then, yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot to manage. Yeah. Did you um, utilize meditation at all? I did. I did. And I think really in that season is really when I write pulled it up and I need to learn about this meditation thing. Really? Um, and also I I learned about breath work through our friend Jason that introduced it to the Beamer and to the Rebounder. He introduced this book about how important breathing is for us as humans. It is. And yeah, very much. And um how it can be healing to our bodies. Um and how meditation plays a big part in like clarity and, you know, being grounded you know, tapping within and mm-hmm. I'm telling you, we, we had the we had the gems. Um, I feel like God was really looking out in that season, like giving us the tools that we needed to navigate all of that. But yeah, yeah, breath work is so lit. As you as you're talking, I'm breathing now. I know. Yeah. Cause yeah. honestly, because well, I, I have a habit of when I get tense and when I get stressed, I hold my breath. Oh yes. my God. Yeah. And I carry it in my shoulders oh and my, my neck. Gosh. I just like I have to tell myself release your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Like all the time. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I I agree. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Only thing about meditation that I'm I my mind wander. Yes. This yeah. is my problem as I well. Am, I'm mm-hmm. I'm squirreling all. Of, I see squirrels and bright lights. <laughs> and don't let me hear a bird. And I'm a to, <laughs> and a to do list. Yes. I mean, yeah. And it's just like, I'm not focused, and I don't know how to not. I don't know how to turn that completely down. So, what I learned eventually is that meditation can take place in anything that kind of quiets your mind. Ooh. So, for me, it's art. I can paint or sketch, even journal, or wake up and like even making your coffee. Like my husband, every morning he has this. He has this little routine, and he grinds his coffee beans and you know he really loves that process he boils he puts his water in the kettle he has a whole operation so that's to a form of meditation um taking a walk outside is a form uh, of meditation let me tell you, you know what i'm saying i absolutely love walking me too i mean it is and with music um it is like the claritin commercial where they take that film off and and you've yeah. got now the colors are bright. Yeah. I know that after a walk I can make any real decision. I can make a decision and it be the right thing to do. I think we don't understand how how impactful walking is for us, mm-hmm. especially in nature, hearing mm-hmm. the birds. There you go. Right and there. how all of that is just helping with our nervous system yeah. and the sunlight and like the blood flow yeah. and I mean, the calories, too. Let's throw the calories out there. But for your mind, it's so helpful. Walking is really good. It really really is. Okay, so you make me feel better about that meditation part. Yeah. So we have to meditate while doing (laughs) is what what it is. Something, right? Yeah. You know, and I have now I have my backyard and my I have landscaping in my backyard and I have a patio. And I just put in two bird houses. (gasps) And so now the birds. Okay. 
That's really that's something about sitting out and watching those birds flutter and flitter and go and come back and sing and yeah and you're like oh my god and then there's the dog that goes after the birds <laughs> there's that moment right and he's cute and like hopping over the grass because yeah, he's so I tiny know, he is and he's and but he thinks he's so bad but it is it is such a, a moment yeah you know just to kind of sit there and just <sighs> yeah we need it like we need like there's so much noise now like even yes. now and you have to find the thing or the activity. A lot of people knit, crochet, all kinds of things to kind of just recenter. Um, so I encourage everyone to find that thing. If you can't quiet your mind, like sometimes mm-hmm. I can't get into it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just walk in the backyard barefoot yeah, and, you know, yeah, just yeah. chill out. Um, but I just think it's important mm-hmm. with all the noise to find a quiet space. Did you connect with other parents who had children with chronic um, illnesses did, while you were at the hospital, did you ever connect with, you know, we're having the same problem or we're right. having this problem. We've been here now 13 days. And, mm-hmm. you know, did you connect with I had encounters same, with parents. I know there space? was one mom there. Um, she was on the HO floor and um, we met in the, the, um, not the lunchroom, but cafeteria the, down the cafeteria, there. Yeah. 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 And um we were talking um about our journeys and you know, encouraging each other whenever Camelot we were Camelot Court. Why am I thinking? Yes. Okay. Well, no, not there. It oh. was it was a it was one on the floor. Okay, gotcha. Um it was like There's a break like a room. Break. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, like a break room. Okay. Um and we ran into each other a few times and had conversation and um which was really encouraging because you can feel like alone in a, in a sense like you're the only one going through these things but when you can have that conversation with another parent even just like general conversations about you know motherhood like mm-hmm. it just makes you feel seen and heard and that was really nice um but yeah I definitely did and a friend of mine uh grew up with her she's um a physician in Houston and she's the person I always call, and I was like, "This is happening. This is going on." Um, so she played a big part, um, in you know, guiding us through that journey too. So, just going back to our village, like she was a big part of that, um, and calming me down in my really like moments of scare. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, Sarita is a really good friend. So, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. As a healthcare provider, mm-hmm. like. Because a lot of like our nurses, docs, they listen. So what what advice do you have if we can tell a mom or a dad needs to step away? Like how do you, how's the best way to have that conversation? Like how do you how do you help them realize they got to take care of themselves? Ooh, mm. it's tricky too, right? To, I know to to have that conversation with someone in that mental space, right? Yes. It Especially would be about good. their child. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I don't want to help you. I don't want to te- tell you how to parent. Right. You know, and it's almost like you're telling them how to parent if you say, okay, you know what? You have now gone across. <laughs> the, you need to get out of here. <laughs> or just like, have you, I mean, like, I or think, just asking, being like, yeah, when was the last time? Today? Yes. Okay. How, like, I would think, like, if someone was to approach me, hey, how are you feeling today? Have you eaten today? What you have for breakfast or lunch? Have you stepped down to the cafeteria? Like one nurse, oh, I can't remember her name. We had an incredible team. Um, she came in the room. She was like, I can watch Emmy 
um, for you if you want to go get some coffee. Have you eaten today? Mm. And I was like, no, I haven't. <laughs> and she was like, I'll, I'll keep an eye on her. Um, why don't you go and get some coffee or get, get a bite to eat? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. Like, in that moment, I was like, okay, you really do need to step away. And, um, yeah, it was really helpful. And it just started with her saying, like, how are you feeling? Have you eaten? Do you want to go downstairs and get a bite to eat and get some coffee? Yeah. We yeah. have Starbucks. Yeah. And one therapist gave me a Starbucks card. She said, if you need to step away, definitely go downstairs yeah. and get some Starbucks. Yeah. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll work on that in 10. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. Know it was tough initially, but they gave us that push. So I appreciate that too. Yeah. This yeah. may be a difficult question, and you may not want to answer it right away, but I, I'm I'm hoping to hear. Okay. What could we do differently? Yeah. What could Cook Children's do differently to be there for you, to be there for other parents? What can we do? Continue to lean into the parent-doctor-nurse partnership mm. and keep that line of communication open, even when... You know, you have to have crucial conversations. conversations. But those conversations, right? Mm-hmm. My husband read it, and he just, <laughs> I didn't hear it at the end of it for three months. Um, <laughs> but I love it, though, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but those conversations are important because, you know, we can move forward. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. forward moving. And sometimes you have to have those tough conversations. And what I see being in the Family Advisory Council is, they're open to having these tough conversations. And I appreciate that. Just continue to lean into it and don't be afraid of those really hard conversations. And every parent is different. Everyone has a different background. Um, Cultures are different. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We can get really into the differences, but staying open to those voices open to those experiences and those stories can only improve mm-hmm. how the experiences as a patient or a parent at Cook Children's can be. Yeah. Um, and again, I appreciate them leaning into that, but lean in, lean, keep leaning, yeah. you know, yeah. cause that's only going to um, benefit, mm-hmm. you know, Cook Children's yeah. and the experience of the patient. And yeah. Parent. And, you yeah. Know, and it's funny too, because, you know, people go through medical school, and you you would understand this. But did you get training in communication when you were in school? Um, it's more like I mean, it's basic, like how to get a physical exam, like how to make a page. It's very rudimentary. Okay. It's like in the skills that you actually need to be effective as mm-hmm. a physician, like years. Right. I think, I think a lot of that is like residency and fellowship, right? Like okay. you're watching atten- attendings do it. You see you watch a really effective communicator mm-hmm. like and the patient gets better mm-hmm. and then you and see like, things break. I want to do that. Yeah. And so, and you learn like, and you watch and you learn, I mean, but that's a lot of, it's, it's more learning while watching like someone watching. do it really well. And then someone do it really poorly. Okay. Right. And yeah. then, so it's kind of like a trial and error, like, okay, I know not to do that. Or yes. I know to do this. All while you're also getting lots learning. of practice. As the resident. Yeah. Very <laughs> true. Bombing. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very early. Lots of bombs. Okay. Yeah. Did went, you know, but I don't know. Yeah. Makes I just, I just always wondered, and I know that TCU, the medical school now is really working on a, a communication track 
wow. for their physicians oh, they for need this it. very reason. They need it. You oh, know? that's so important. Yeah. And I love that they're focusing yeah, on that now because it is like that. on the other end, the patient is ex- having this experience mm-hmm. through this very, um, you know, transitional or huge moment in their lives in, in terms of their health or, you know, someone, their loved one's health. And I think communication and the way to navigate those conversations are important because, I mean, it can get rocky, you know, yes. you know, and you got to be able to, you know, know how to have those conversations. So I think that's dope. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any advice for parents? Like if they find themselves in the emergency room for the first time or. Don't do like I did. Do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> don't panic. Look, you want to say don't panic, but you can't, you can't tell someone not to panic. It's in your that baby. Moment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your babies. Um, I would say this is a really tough moment, right? But what's most important is the way that you respond to it. Mm. Um, what I would want someone to tell me in that moment is take it a moment at a time. Mm-hmm. And... Don't draw any conclusions before you're informed or before you find out, before the blood work done, the blood work is done and you get the results. Mm -hmm. Don't jump to conclusions Um, and be mindful of your needs and don't be afraid to communicate those needs. Yes. Okay. From whomever is helping you. Right. Um, And be aware of how this experience is not only affecting you, Mm-hmm. But also your child, mm. right? Because while I'm in too. a panic, right? And they're watching mm-hmm. you. They're watching me, mm-hmm. right? My daughter was watching me when I was like tearing up, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "Gather your thoughts," mm-hmm. because they're talking about her. And she sees you crying. She's like, "Oh my god, what's going on with mm-hmm. me?" Right? Um, just be like, just be aware of those moments, and it's really hard. It's so hard yeah. to really just tap in and say, "Okay, like this is happening." Let's take it a moment at a time. Mm-hmm. What do what does she need? Like in the, in that moment, I was like, "What does Emery need right now? What do I need to you know for us to get through this smooth as smoothly as we can, and not be like that's when I was truly using my voice as a mother. That's when I really had to come out of those insecurities or come out of like oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're saying or I don't know what that means mm-hmm. because I was like this boils down to my daughter's health. So I'm going to do what I have to do as her mother, going back to physical and mental health and pouring into myself, even though I was, you know, we're brought up to think like poor, 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 and not pour back into you, right? Yeah. What what a time like in that moment for me to tap back into that when my daughter's going through that season. But I knew if I didn't, I could not show up for her in the best way that I could not showing up for myself. So it's so many points. It's so many things like to you know, to work through. Um, but really check in, check in with you, check in with her, check in with him, you know, your child, and use your voice mm-hmm. and advocate for your babies. Mm-hmm. And also, too, advocate for yourself, you know? For yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. Well, this has been informative. I know. <laughs> I know. I feel like I've learned. I know. I, I I'm like, too. I do too. Will you? I do too. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can, can we have Mallory come and like give us pep talks before yeah. we do Raising Joy every week? <laughs> oh, my God. I'd be down. You could get us right. 
You oh, know? I'd like, be down. This is what we need to take it into the next level yeah. with our trademark. <laughs> yep, that's it. That's it. She You're can right. get us right. You're right. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Really this was, it. this is great. I mean, I'm so pleased to be here and to talk through this with y'all. And thank you for making space for me to, you know, share my story. I'm almost, I'm almost scared to ask you, but we got one more question. Don't be scared. <laughs> what are you grateful for? Man, I'm grateful for my community. I was just telling my husband this yesterday. Um, a friend of mine reached out and she was just like, I love you so much. We had a conversation. I was doing some work for her business and she was just pouring into me. Man, being surrounded being surrounded by people I can be my full, big, authentic self with. Because you can't be that with everyone. You know, a lot of people are not receptive to, like, the true you, right? So I'm grateful for my community, for embracing me and loving me. I'm grateful for my husband. He is my guy, my best friend, and I tell him this all the time. I'm so grateful to do this life with him, to do all these things, to go through these seasons, these challenging seasons, and the seasons of joy with him. He makes it way much more fun. And I'm grateful for my children, and their bravery, and for what they're teaching me as a parent. And, um, yeah, I'm just grateful to be here living and breathing and learning. Okay. I know. I'm like, I have nothing more to add. I don't know. (laughs) I'm just so excited to be here. Yeah. Yeah, Amazing. But I'm grateful for the backyard and birds that sing and a breeze that, you know, wafts across and makes me breathe deeper. And makes me think and makes me feel better and realize the joy. Because right. there's so much that I don't realize in joy. I, I realize the negative. I know the bad, the the ugly. But to be able to sit back in a backyard and watch the birds sing and they don't have a care in the world. And, right. And you're just thinking, okay, calm down. Calm down. Right. I'm grateful for that. That's amazing. <laughs> I'm grateful for you too. Like, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, no, I am. I'm grateful f- and that. For, and for day camp. And <laughs> spreadsheets. Um, yeah, I, no, I'm, I just, I really do feel like I've learned so much. I, I feel too. like I'm in a better space mentally. I so I'm, too. I'm grateful for this moment. Yeah. Hey, I'm incredible. being present. Aren't you proud of me? Yes. <laughs> Amazing. That's awesome. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, and until next time, just breathe. Open up. You You matter. matter.